motherfuckers, it's Friday. Oh, it's time for happy hour. Oh, you're listening to spin a face. It feels all the night. This is the happy hour. Open mic. Your first comic just walked in the door. Yeah. And you're gonna want some more of his jokes Cause he's so funny You wanna look up him online Look up YouTube Cause every week he puts out an awesome video To make you happy His name is Ashton Tate You're gonna love him looking up on the internet all right, everybody, hey, put your hands here. Welcome to the happy hour, everybody. Yay! Here we are at Mutiny Radio having a fun time, telling jokes to people and all that kind of stuff. Hey, all the people that pre-signed up tonight, they get an extra long special set. And you're super excited because we have a really great lineup tonight. And your first comic is so funny. Clap your hands together in a wild, slappy-like motion for Ashton Tate. Yay! Thank you. Um, is this mic good? It sounds yeah. sounds pretty good. How's everyone doing? Cool. Uh, how's it going? Um, are you under 21? I was just wondering why you're standing out there. Oh, smoking. Okay. I gotcha. Cool. All uh, right. Anyone here take Viagra? Anyone do that? No? Um, I, uh, I took it and they have a thing on that. They have a warning that says if you have an election, <laughs> election, if you, uh, <laughs> If you have an election slash erection lasting up to eight hours, you should go uh, see your doctor. But uh, I was wondering, like, do you think that's because uh, you just lose your erection by seeing your doctor? You know, <laughs> like uh, the his office was closed, so I just looked at his picture online and it was gone instantly. Uh, so I had a lot more time. That's cool. Uh, I, uh, I I think like the the cheapest way to get back with your girlfriend, like the the least the way to not spend any money is to uh, request uh, her song to be played on the radio. You guys, has anyone here ever done that? Um, like I know they, I know they used to do that, but I was, uh, I was in a taxi the other day and some guy did it like current day, you know, I thought um, just like, you know, she's, she's probably moved. He said it, he said it had been three years and uh, my guess is she's probably moved on, you know, just, just not just from him, but from the idea of radio. That's uh, no one's really calling into radio anymore. Um, no, well, except for this one. This is internet radio. It's uh, it's different. When you're streaming, you can put it on incognito. That's uh, not that you would have to for this. It's fine. Uh, my girlfriend uh, got hit on recently by a guy with a pokeball. Uh, it's, it sounds exactly what it is. Uh, she was in a. She was in a CVS, which is apparently the Pokemon's natural habitat, and uh, she, was, she was looking at something, and then she heard, I choose you, behind her, and she turned around, and there was a guy with a Pokeball, and he said, I choose you as a strong, beautiful woman. <laughs> Sounds, I don't know what gym he trained at to learn that line, but uh, yeah, and uh, she said no. So that's good. It's interesting. Uh, you guys ever notice that, like, when there's a when there's a, a lone shooter, the news will say that we uh, cause it to happen because we make guns seem cool in movies. Um, but in the last year, there's been a lot more like movies with like female lead action heroes, which I think will be good for guns because that'll make them less cool. Yep. 
<laughs> I mean, just, you know, like, you know, you got to go ahead, make my day or hold up. Let me tell you about my day. That's all right. Um, I uh, was walking by this guy on the street recently and he I didn't know him, but he waved at me. And uh, that's pretty embarrassing to do. But this guy, apparently you can make it not embarrassing by just denying it completely because he just yelled at me and he said, not you. And uh, I wasn't the one who waved. That was that was him who started with the handshake. Is, 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 are firm handshakes, do those still matter? Are those strong representations of being a, a strong person to people? What if you have a strong non-handshake, you know, like if you... If you fuck up and you do a fist bump, or strong fist bump, still a good thing. My dad wasn't around um, a lot. Uh, I realized recently the most boring story you can tell someone is when you're at a restaurant with people and you come back from the bathroom and you explain that you couldn't find the bathroom. It's a pretty boring story. It always, never, a guy never comes back with wet pants. He always comes back exactly like you just left him. So. Let's get some uh, innovation in those types of stories. That's what I'm saying. I've been saying that a lot. My friends say, Ash, and you got to stop telling us about these uh, bathroom escapades. And uh, let's see what else. I uh, was talking to my friend recently, and that's not true. I don't have any uh, talking to my friends online. Do you guys think, uh, is it? Yeah, I said that earlier. Okay, this is great. Um, uh, do you guys know which group of people talk the loudest during uh, movies? It's airplane pilots, especially if they're black. All right, that's the fun one for the show. It's, uh, that's why it's online. Um, what else is there with me? I don't know. How much time do I have, Pam? I should have signed up on the mutiny page. Well, I was giving people extra time when they signed up early, so technically you have two minutes. If you don't want them, that's Woo, fine, I've never wanted anything more in my life than uh, two minutes of, of this. Um, all right, we'll get uh, a bit sexual. That's fine. Who says you can't get sexual when it's daylight? Um, just going down on a girl one time? No. Okay. Going, going up. You can go up, right? Why does it have to be okay? I was uh, I was going down on her and uh, nah, I don't feel like talking. Okay, um, I heard a uh, you know you, you guys guys are <laughs> guys are lucky because uh, you know girls' legs are like a uh, cave you know and guys guys kind of like to just seclude. Some guys don't, but uh, so I was in there and I just heard a loud uh, buzzing sound and then. Uh, I didn't know what it was. You guys ever been down there and unsure of what you're doing with your life? That's a, it's not that sexual. Um, so I didn't know what was going on. And then it turns out it was the old vibrator coming around the mountain, coming around her legs. She wasn't big. I'm just saying that her legs, they looked like a mountain in that moment. And so I was face to face with a vibrator that I was not expecting. And it felt like I was at the dentist's office, you know, like when the, the thing's coming around and you have to look up at it. It was very, uh, it's very weird, and uh, I don't recommend vibrators. Okay, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I feel like I don't know if our parents used vibrators. Probably, like, uh, you know, I had, I had one when I was a kid, <laughs> and uh, and it broke, 
And so, like, you know, at that point, is that a, mom, is that a mom or a dad question if your vibrator breaks? Because it's on batteries. And my dad's he's pretty good with batteries. Uh, but, yeah. All right, that's my time. Thank you very much. My name's been Ashton Tate. Have a good night. Ashton Tate, everybody. Oh, what's he doing with the vibrator? Is he sticking it up his butt? That's the only thing I can think of to do with a tiny vibrator. Like, what do you do? I mean, unless it's in a vibrating cock ring, but you don't give that to a 12-year-old, do you? Not for Christmas. Maybe uh, for Ramadan. Your next comedian. Hey, she's a hilarious lady. She speaks many other languages. And then I just saw on her Facebook, Stanford. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what are the things you're hiding from us underneath your mermaid-like exterior? Everybody, she has a show here uh, at the station every Thursday from 8 to 10 called Ask a Divorcee. Clap wildly for Annette Mullaney! Thank you. I did go to Stanford. I dropped out, so I don't like to brag about that one too much. <laughs> Got in. Dropped out. What's up? It was too good for those motherfuckers. That's what's up. Um, you guys fans of brushing your teeth? Yeah. I have found out that not everybody is all the time. Um, in particular, my boyfriend does not brush his teeth at night. He does in the morning. He's not totally disgusting. Um, it's cool, though, because we're at, like, the honeymoon stage of the relationship. So, I'm, you know, anything disgusting, weird is still, like, an adorable quirk to me. Come at me, bae, with the bacteria-filled mouth. Oh, he's so cute. Right? Like, oh, everything he does at this point is so cute. Yesterday, he had a date with another woman, and he hid it from me. He cares about my feelings. Oh, But I count condoms. Counted them. I know how many were in that box. Uh, but no, you guys, I am at a level with this dude right now. I just want to cut him open and live inside his intestines like a tauntaun. Oh, love him so hard. Um, but so my only question with the not brushing your teeth at night thing is like, how does your mouth know it's time to sleep? <laughs> like, don't your teeth keep you up with their screaming? Um... <laughs> Uh, I just, I was really high and I really liked that one. But I really liked it. I mean, I laughed for like a half hour. Uh, kept my teeth quiet for a little bit. Um, so my boyfriend's black. You can hold your applause. Um, it's been really interesting though, because I've definitely like had to think about things that I wouldn't otherwise. Um, like I've never had so many people ask me about my boyfriend's dick. Um, or not even ask, just like, you know, meet some friends I haven't seen in a while, introduce them to my boyfriend, and when his back's turned, they point, make the universal sign for like, is he hung, and then give me a thumbs up, which is, you know, which is rude. I mean, my boyfriend's dick is, uh, you know, a thing of beauty, but that's what makes him my boyfriend, right? Like, if you want to be my boyfriend, you have to have a big dick and defeat my evil ex-boyfriends. Like... <laughs> That's a necessary but not sufficient condition. All my boyfriends have had big dicks. I'm not trying to brag. I just have a giant vagina. Um, but yeah, I've also had some really weird comments. Like, I've had two separate people make a joke about like, oh, black boyfriend, you must hate your father. Um, which is weird because my dude and my father are actually super alike if I think about it. Which is why I never think about it. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, my dude heard that joke and he was like, really, how are we alike? And I was like, no, never telling, no, never thinking about. Ah, it's their hair. 
Um, they have the same hair. On their back? No. Ah! No, worse. On their head. So it's like you reach down when he's going down on you, and then you're like, oh, God. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Denial really is the most powerful aphrodisiac. Um, but yeah, so one of the things is weird that whenever like racial issues come up, I get super nervous, right? Because I don't want him to dump me because I'm a racist. Because um, like I think there's this assumption that you're like not a racist just because you date people of another race. But all it means is that you don't allow your racism to cock block you. <laughs> Right? <laughs> like, I'm not going to say where my racism game is, but it's definitely weaker than my hoe game. I, uh, you know, I'm just catching these dicks too quick to care about color. Um, it has given me an opportunity to play one of my favorite uh, hobbies, to do one of my favorite hobbies, which is white splaining. Um, you know, like someone tries to tell me about their lived experience as a person of color in this country and I talk over them because I went to grad school and know a lot of studies that I can inform them about. Um, and I don't do it intentionally, uh, but I do do it. Um, but yeah, it has been, I have to say though, the worst part about uh, having a black boyfriend has been that when he fanboys out over Ayn Rand, I know, when he fanboys out over Ayn Rand, I actually have to engage with him on the discussion. I can't just be like, shut up, privileged boy. Um, because the thing is, he's not, like he's from, you know, the hood or what he would call a predominantly African-American lower income neighborhood. Um, at least I think that's what he called it. I'm still getting acquainted with black slang. Um, and I wasn't really listening because I was more thinking about what I was gonna say. Uh, you guys use incognito mode a lot yeah. for not porn. I would say for me, it's like 20% porn, 80% really simple math that I don't <laughs> <laughs> want anyone to find out I can't do in my head. All right, thanks guys, I've been Annette. Annette Mulaney has trouble with math. I do too. I just recently learned about that incognito function. I accidentally pressed it and I'm like, what does this mean? I, uh, I, I can't live in fear, but I've never watched porn, so I have no idea like what happens. I was at this place called Rayco today and they had this thing that I think it's for photography, but it looked like the coolest like dildo slash like ass tickler I've ever seen and I think it was for photography but I've never watched porn so I have no idea uh, I didn't let you guys know who I am I'm your host Pam Benjamin your next comedian is too young to know about tickling the ass I don't think he's gotten there yet because I think he might be 22 which is like I mean he's as young as my first abortion everybody put your hands together for Boris Shakurko <laughs> Oh, they both work? Oh, oh, my bad. Although, I definitely feel weird now. How are you guys? Good? Woo! Energy, yes. I actually, I also use uh, incognito mode for, uh, uh, like, conservative views. Like, sometimes when I question, I'm like, does supply-side economics work? I don't know, but don't want to search that. I don't want to have that in my history. I don't want to sit. I don't know, guys. I've recently been uh, learning a lot. I, I, I'm from Russia originally, and so I've been learning a lot about like uh, history and stuff. And um, I was looking through uh, a bunch of old uh, childhood photos, and uh, 
my dad was telling me about uh, his first love, and it's this woman, and I was like really amazed because I always thought his first love was like Karl Marx, like that's kind of his vibe. It's like very political, but I don't know. You learn a lot. I don't know. I uh, I feel weird a lot about a lot of things in my life right now. I, outside lands going on right now, right? Woo! Outside lands. Yay, rich people. Oh, my God, yeah. I actually, um, I really hope that somehow, um, no, I got nothing. I don't know, guys. I'm having a weird day. Um, I am having a weird day. I recently got a job offer. I'm an employee right now, but I got a job offer, and I think it's because um, on the application, when it said, where it said gender, I wrote white. And where it said race, I wrote male accidentally. And they were like, wow, that's really brave for confronting how this is all a social construct. I'm like, I'll take that. That's fine. I'll take it. I don't know. I do feel weird about, like, San Francisco because, uh, I don't know, I grew up here and it looked very different. But I'm also not old enough to be, like, disgruntled about it and, like... (laughs) Bring it back to the way it was. This isn't real. I don't know. Like, all these new Ford bikes, like, all these new bike share, whatever the fuck they're called, it's weird. It's just, I don't know. Is that a problem that we have in this city is that there's not enough people on bikes? That's not going anywhere, guys. That's okay. I don't know. I'm having a weird day. I don't know. You know what's weird? Is that when you go to the doctor for like something like hemorrhoids, you would, that's <laughs> a great premise, but it's weird because you would think that what you would have to do is like bend over and then the doctor would see what's going on. But what they don't tell you is that you actually have to lie down like a baby, like on your side. And that's a very vulnerable way to get touched up near your anus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like I like living here, but I didn't like growing up here because everyone started smoking weed a little too young, you know? Like, taking bong rips in the sandbox. Like, that's weird. But there's always that one kid in the class who uh, could do certain calculations just a little bit faster. Like, what's a quarter of an ounce? It's like, ah, I got it. It's like three and a half grams. It's like, fucking A. And the teacher would always be like, wow, how did you do that? What's that? It's seven? See, I don't smoke. I don't know at all. Oh, fuck. Well, see, I can't even get math right. But I just remember the teacher always being, like, really, like, curious about how someone could do math that quickly. And the kid always being like, I just like to bake. You know, you use a lot of measurements when you bake. It's all about baking. And the teacher would always be like, yeah, you probably get baked a um, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I want to listen more to, like, what people, uh, like, subtext of what people say, you know? Like, if I tell you guys that, like, I was the team captain of my high school basketball team, it's true. Uh, but all people hear is that I went to a Jewish high school. Like, that's, the, that's what I look like, apparently. I don't know. I do not know, guys. Friends, can I call you friends? We're friends. It's a very supportive environment. We're friends here. Um, let's see. I was sitting in a cafe for literally three hours and came up with the stupidest shit ever. Let's see. Um, oh, I don't know. This is, honestly, this is actually how I feel. Um, like, I'm not from this country originally, whatever, I'm a citizen, but I don't feel American because whenever I go to, like, a souvenir shop, there's never, like, a license plate with my name on it. 
Like, my name is Boris. I feel like that's the true sign of being Americans when there's, like, a street name with your first name. And if neither of your first name or your last name are on there, that's, like, doubly less American. And if you have a hyphenated last name, that's even... You're just... That's a problematic statement in some ways, but I don't know. I actually feel that's true. Like, I don't know. My name is Boris, which is kind of weird because if you move across almost half the globe for economic opportunity, you would think you'd want to name your kid something a little more, you know, easy to assimilate with than uh, Boris. It's also kind of hard. I don't know. It's annoying because I can't roll my R's, so I can't pronounce my own name correctly. Like, people will ask me what my name is, and I'm like, Boris? And they'll be like... Did you say Jackson? I'm like, how badly did I say it? I, that's not even the right, that's not even the same prefix. I don't know. I was born, uh, it's hard for me to complain about stuff to my parents because I was born right after the collapse of the gotcha, Soviet Union. And so it's like, <laughs> that was a good place. What? <laughs> collapse of the Soviet Union. But it's hard to complain because like as bad as shit is here, things are still pretty good. Like I went... I went to this place the other day uh, for a job interview. That was a weird way of saying place. But um, they asked me if I wanted any water. And I was like, sure. And they asked me, uh, sparkling or still? And I'm like, can I just get clean? Like, my standard is a little different. But that's cool of them. All right, guys, that's all I had. Thank you for listening. And give it up for your host. Boris doesn't have an accent. We wish it did because I love people from... Uh, Russia, just like Trump, but like actually, they're pants. I love their pants. <laughs> Sorry, I love, it's the only thing I can say in Russian is pants, <laughs> which is English for that's why it's funny. I'm the accidental racist. You're next. <laughs> I'm not. I love food, and you know what the Russians make? There's this Georgian cheese bread, and it's insane. And I made it once, and it's nuts. Your people are great food people, and. Okay, I can't get off on food right now. Your next comedian is a hilarious person, and I haven't seen her in a long time, and I'm so excited that she's back. Uh, she is super funny and like a crazy awesome feminist. You guys are going to love her. Her name is Trina Roderick. Pam, there's no nuts in cheese bread. What are you talking about? I love, these are all hot. Because so, it's good, because I got a fart joke for you guys later. I was going to squeeze it by you, squeak it by you. For those in the uh, listening audience, there's a microphone, and I was squatting on it like a pooter. I mean, with my pooter. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Huh? It's Monday morning workshop. Woo! Whoop, whoop. I had a long weekend. Yeah. So long this weekend. Oh my God. I even had a dream that I went to Tope on a Tuesday night. Like, weird. Brandon, Michael Brandon or Brandon or whatever is hosting a Tuesday night Tope open mic. Apparently, I dreamed it, I think. Uh, it was a long, long raging weekend. Bam, you know me. I'm a rager. Okay, so, and I'm also an attorney, and I was thinking, well, let's, why don't we do this? Let's combine crowd work and free legal advice, right? I'm supposed to do what I know as a comic, right? So do any, does anybody in the audience, I'm looking for volunteers, somebody's got a, a, Boris, Boris, okay, hold, okay, this is what we're gonna do. So, 
I've given a lot of free legal advice and I get it. You have like a three, four, three days, five day story you want to tell me. We got a one, two minutes and I'm going to come at you with some legal advice one minute, right? Just, it's going to be hilarious. It's, you're going to, hopefully you guys wore some diapers because that, that's going to be some high, oh, she's giving you oh. a mic. Okay. Oh, okay. It, okay. All right. So, uh, uh, I had a prop though. Okay. That was now the mic, but it's okay, Pam. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see what were we? Oh yeah, it's okay. Give you two two minutes, and then I'll give you. The thing is, though, I just want you to keep in mind though, mm-hmm. the legal advice is going to be shit. Okay, because like just quick disclaimer, I'm a lawyer. You know, right? I mean, you went to a Jewish school. You have That's lawyer true. friends, That's so true. Yeah, exactly. I don't mean to be racist, but okay. Pam made me. She's a closet racist. Okay, so, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, 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 it's gonna be shit, don't follow it. Like, there might be some crossover between funny, you know, and, right, but that's like two months, 48 hours away in my brain, right? Like, I'll think of that later, and then hope an audience member has the same, right? You know what I mean? So, uh, dude, (laughs) okay, I really need it to, anyway. So, uh, let's see, okay, a little bit about me. I'm a trial lawyer, which is weird because uh, trial lawyers, we uh, were, we're, well, most lawyers are scary to most people, uh, but trial lawyers are scary to lawyers, which is weird. It's weird to be, you know, because everybody wants to fuck over and under a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody. Like, so don't sue me as a result. You know, don't follow the advice. That's all I'm saying. Just, like, we can, except for, <laughs> Okay, the bit is, I go so long with the disclaimer that you never actually tell me any legal advice. But I'm not getting my light, and I got to work on the timing. You know what I'm saying? You have so much time, Trina. You have like, (laughs) you have two and a half minutes left. All right, so I got to work on that. All right, so so Boris here, let me just, I, I want you to feel like you got what you're paid for, so let me just give you this quick life hack, okay? I discovered this this week. If you're at Target in the self-checkout line, right, and you're buying five or more boxes of cat food, and you're crying, okay, that's the important thing, you have to also be crying, you can walk out of the store with only having paid for like four out of five of those boxes of cat food. Like, they're just gonna wave you right on, you're gonna be wheeling to your car with that creaky wheel, and they're just gonna look at each other like, oh, oh, right? Uh, but there's also a lesson in that. And the lesson is, um, well, if you're buying five or more boxes of cat food at Target, be careful and scan every single one of them, okay? Because you think you're at rock bottom if you're crying and buying five or more boxes at Target. No, you can rip rock, rock, like the bottom right out of that rock bottom, right? And uh, if you accidentally steal a box of cat food, like this is 40 plus. This did not, this went so much better in my dream, Pam. So much fucking better. Anyway, uh, because look, here's the thing, Boris. You see these scratches on my arm? You see that? Look, if the bitch that did that to you, okay, if she loves gravy and Target is having a sale on Nine Lives Gravy Sensations, right? And there's five boxes on the shelf, $3.99. You're buying five boxes of cat food, okay? That's what's gonna happen. 
right? Because, I mean, do you know how many times I've bought, gone to the corner store and bought one can of cat food 399? Do you know how many times? How many times? Okay, now you can use the mic. How many times? It doesn't matter because it's more than five. That's all we need to know, right? So anyway, I got to work on my anger. I feel like I need to be more angry with you, Boris, but you're so sweet and... Uh, Anyway, thank you so much, you guys. Hmm. All right, Pam, keep those nuts out of that cheese bread. Okay, see, Boris, it is easy to complain. That's true. Pam keeps putting fucking nuts in her fucking cheese bread, and I don't even... Keep the nuts in the cheese bread. Hey, that was Trina Roderick. Yay! My second favorite cat lady, because I'm my favorite cat lady. But hell yeah, if you love gravy sensations and there's a fucking special. I make my own cat food now. You, Yeah, of course I do. I get the scraps that are $3 a pound of the great, great salmon from the farmer's market on Wednesdays at the and Sundays at the Civic Center. And it's the great fish, guys. And then I take those parts and I, I scrape the salmon off and I put that in a pile. And then I take the other parts and I boil them with water. And then I cool it and I strain it and I make it into salmon jello. And then I take raw salmon and I feed it to my cat and we high five constantly. After we masturbate together, your next comedian is a very funny man. Put your hands together for Hunter Stare! Yay! <laughs> I'm navigating the um, the labyrinth of microphones up here to try to get to my final destination. I made it. So um, somebody gave me weed just a few minutes ago, and I really appreciate that. That really just took me down from work mode, knocked off, like rounded the edges off of some of my homicidal tendencies. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm not... I know I'm supposed to start with like strong stuff, but I'm just going to start with the stuff that I thought of while I was here. So, um, is incest illegal if the, any of the women involved have already been through menopause? Is the legal advice question I would have asked you if I had had the, not, the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, but that's not like that's not like a category of um, criminal activity, though. Gross <laughs> crimes against, but only if it can produce a little, you know, a little mongoloid. But ooh, can I say mongoloid? Can I say mongo? Can I say mongoloid on the radio? But uh, can you imagine? I mean, okay, so may, I guess that's just never come up before as like a legal case, but what if it had? Can you imagine like the Supreme Court, like the people versus Boudreaux and Boudreaux? That'd be pretty great. That'd be pretty great. So um, I was thinking earlier today, I guess like, you know, 10 minutes ago in this room, all this shit that's going on right now in like the politics, you know, like the fucking emails and the tweets and the fucking news stories, New York Times, Washington Post, all that shit. That's like, it's funny, you know, it's funny to joke about and you know, it's really easy to joke about, but that shit's actually like part of our history now, like forever, like indelibly, like centuries from now, that shit's on the record. Like centuries from now, some scholar at some tiny liberal arts college could say something like, like, ooh, this is, I mean, that's just how they talk hundreds of years from now. Ooh, 
Festivities at the dean's house during the solstice, you say? Well, to quote the emperor, Donald John Trump II, I love it, especially in the summer. Nobody likes politics. All right, that's cool. Dun -ba -dun -dun. So my name is Hunter, you guys. Uh, I'm from Louisiana. And, uh, you know, being named Hunter in Louisiana is a lot like being named, like, Hussein in Saudi Arabia or, like, Kiefer or Jaden if you live in California. It's just a super common name. But none of the other hunters in Louisiana look anything like me. They're all just, like, huge, excitable dudes and ladies with, like, pudgy, shiny faces and beer guts that are spilling out from underneath their camouflage wife beaters and Ford F-150s with flame decals on the back and confederate flags with a logo that says keep it flying <laughs> whereas i look more like say like a young handsome successful sexy handsome jeffrey dahmer but like but like one that shows weed over murder because you can't have both you have to choose like can you imagine what it would be like being both like a stoner and a serial killing necrophiliac, it'd be a mess. Just misplacing your sex skulls everywhere, putting sedatives in the wrong drink, accidentally putting corpses in the refrigerator when you meant to put them in the pantry. Nobody's ever done that? All right, I guess I'm the only one. So uh, my girlfriend and I are thinking about having a kid. I can tell that's a really popular idea. Um, you know, I thought it was a really bad idea at first, but you know, over time, I began to understand how magical it would be, you know, to have that third person for the Baybridge carpool lane. <laughs> Traffic is destroying my relationship, and I think a kid might help. Like you say, 45 minutes every day, that's gotta be worth it. It's gotta be worth it. So uh, does anybody else here have a job? Make some noise if you have a job. Good, good, how was work? Awesome. It was awesome for me too. I shit my pants today. I shit you not. It wasn't my first choice. My first choice would have been in a bathroom uh, in a palace that I live in for free after everybody else has died of a disease that I'm immune to. But you know, um, so the worst part is okay. The second to worst part is like you look around and you think to yourself, "Oh, no one's in this room. I can fart with no repercussions." And then you misjudge the situation, so you have to like waddle a hundred yards to the closest bathroom, keeping very close watch over keeping your legs or your butt cheeks from like rubbing past one another. And then you're actually like the worst part. This is the worst part. You actually look down into like you know your underwear as it's around your knees, and you're like looking at this little like you know cupcake of shit and all of this like furniture left over from my tapeworm when he evacuated, and you just look down and you're like, do I clean this? Or do I just hope that nobody comes into the bathroom when I'm burying this in the compostable trash underneath the paper towel dispenser? Thank you. I've been Hunter. Give it up for your host. Hunter Starer, also known as My Friend Dahmer. Uh, actually, a movie that just came out in 2017 where 
uh, the man who plays, he's a boy, Austin of Austin and Allie. Anybody who is a nanny will know this. Uh, I watch a lot of Disney, and Austin and Allie is a show, and there's a guy named Austin, and he played this year. It just came out in 2017. It's going to be on your Netflix soon. Just get ready for it. It's called My Friend Dahmer, and it's in the 1970s, and it's written by a guy who was Jeffrey Dahmer's friend in high school, and how, what a weird alcoholic weirdo he was. And it's real. and it But it's played by this kid who plays Austin of Austin and Allie, and his real name and he's so good looking but they make him look really ugly so that he can maybe win an Oscar yay just like Charlize Theron anyways I'm so glad that you brought up Dahmer because you're too good looking to kill people your next comedian he has an amazing show here every Tuesday night from 10 to midnight called Occult Oubliette and Every week, they talk about amazing things. He left a money card by the bathroom, and I swear to Christ, it is working. Uh, people are actually... No, we have a new kind courier wants to give us $1,000 a month, to, and they... Okay, so I'll just tell about kind courier for just a sec before you bring in the next comedian. Kind courier is a bike messenger courier service that give that sends weed to people, but all of their bike messengers, they give them 401ks and health insurance. What? In San Francisco? Kind Courier. Look them up. Give them money. They don't have enough likes on Facebook yet. They're new. They're going to give us money. I can't believe it. We're going to be friends. Just like you are going to be with your next comedian. Look up his show called A Colt Oubliette. Everybody clap your hands wildly for David Stolowitz. Yay! Uh, I used to like to get high and go on Facebook. It's not always a great combination. I just end up liking everything in the world. I decided I was just going to support every progressive cause on earth just to see how many pages I could like. Started getting these annoying stop ads where they're like, are you a robot? Please verify. No, I'm not. And eventually I just start getting messages that say, you're using this feature in a way it was not designed to be used. (laughs) And I get very self-righteous and indignant about this. I'm like, excuse me, it is my right to like whatever I fucking want, okay? You back the fuck off, Facebook. You let me do it. And they did. But they also decided to turn off my unfollow feature in revenge. So now I'm stuck following everybody I ever liked. I could unfriend them, but some of them I really hurt their feelings. Like Gina Lovaccio, who was a sweet beach whale of a lady that I met in grad school. And uh, she's 40 years old, refers to her mother as mommy still. A lot of people like to do that, apparently, because I put a Facebook post about this, and they're all defending it. They're just like, stop it, you bastard. You're not my daddy. Um, <laughs> all right, fine. Gina was great. Uh, she actually had two birthdays where she turned 40. Like, the first time, it was all fun. We had a good time. But the second time, when it came around, she's like, hey, everybody, I'm turning 40. We're like, bitch, no, you're not. We're not doing this again. Uh-uh. You, you think it's funny and cute, but no, we're, we're not going down this road. Uh, All right, now I'm just getting mean again. Uh, So I'm not allowed to go to the caravan anymore without being censored because Atu says that Pete is a really nice guy and I'm mean. So, well, it doesn't work. Uh, But it's okay. Uh, I have a cool show I do at GVA now. I produce once a month where uh, I uh, give comedians extra payment if they manage to stay clean. Six out of eight comics managed to do it the last night. We kept a family with babies in there for most of the evening. It was pretty sweet. And like two people had car problems and didn't show up, and one took off early. So I got to pay everybody like good money, and they were just like, 
I love you, Stolowitz. And I'm like, thank you. It's nice to get that for a change. <sighs> what else was I going to talk about? Um, some people never got over the Ramones. Did you notice this? Like, we all graduated from Rock and Roll High, but they wanted to stay sedated. And they're always hanging out at Wiener Schnitzel for some reason. I guess because hot dogs go good with day drinking. I'm not sure what the logic is. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't knock punks too much because they're a big part of my fan base, along with the homeless. Yeah, the homeless are great. We hang out after shows. We share bugs and stories. I like doing that show at uh, the church at DeBosch Triangle, uh, yeah. sitting in and grinning. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing I don't get. It's like, when did veganism become a thing for the homeless? That's an important part of their diet. You see them out on the streets begging for scraps of gluten. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I always like hanging out here at Mutiny, supporting local, local socialism and anarchism. I think it's important in this day and age. Um, although I kind of want to sell out, I got to admit. I'm going to go back to school and become an interpreter um for medical stuff and the courts also so i am kind of afraid of like issuing death sentences to people who wouldn't otherwise understand them but i still feel like i'm doing a service because <laughs> like apparently the courts pay really good for stuff and i feel like in the day i could sell my soul and in the evening i could speak out against the establishment we could get something working right a compromise um Let's see. So a comic in San Jose wrote an entire song about how not funny I am. It was months ago. And uh, it still sticks with me, though, mostly because it's genius. Like, I want to be bitter, but it's just so artistically well done. I can't help it. Like, like I was really mad about it, but then I dropped some ass and just started singing along. You're not that funny. You're not that deep. <laughs> Eventually, I want to learn the guitar chords to go along with it. I'll go do a reprise somewhere. It'll be fun. Um, let's see. I love hanging out in Santa Cruz uh, because the rest of my supporters, like uh, punk rockers and tweakers and metalheads, are down there. People dismiss it as a college town, but it has a special place in my heart, mostly because I don't have to pay for housing there. <sighs> so um, this is a show from there we have every Monday night. I know it's a far place for you guys, but if you can ever take a carpool down, Sam Weber is a great guy. He will hook you up. Yay. Yay. Yes, yeah. He is. And very ticklish, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> there are so many sweet, cute 20-something guys in Santa Cruz. I can't have any of them, but <laughs> I give them rides. And uh, very, very intimate hugs. So we make up for it. <laughs> uh, anything I should end on? Nah, this is pretty good. Hey, you have a good night, San Francisco. Take care. Put your hands together for David Tickle Party Stolowitz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah! Get him a Tickle Me Elmo ASAP or a young comedian who... 
has got to figure out, you know, here it's tough being a young comedian. And I, my first threesome was with two girls. So there we go. I'm not going to, I love all, let's go all ways. We swing all the ways. I don't even know. I'm like, I'm a cis, I don't even want to say cisgender. I want to say queer. Can I say queer? I've been with ladies before. See, I'm like not only an accidental racist, I'm an accidental sexist as well. Your next comedian, he's going to be amazing. I love his jokes so much. I haven't seen him in a while. I, I'm excited to see what he's come up with next. I saw some beautiful things about him online recently. Put your hands together for Stefan Massey. When you, when you say you saw beautiful things about me online, that, that could go a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, it's funny, Pam, you know, you brought up the um, uh, that bi- a bike messenger service. Yeah. It's, it's just lo- so, lo- local. San Francisco okay. All right, that's cool, but I mean, they technically are my competition. Uh, <laughs> I deliver weed, I deliver pot. It's a, it's a pretty cool gig, um, and I think like the highest height that I could ever reach as a delivery driver is if when I give someone their goodies, they wave me off and say, "Thank you very much." Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It doesn't deserve that. Uh, <laughs> you're sweet. You're sweet. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, I actually uh, I. I hit a bicyclist the other day. No. No, not like, not like rammed into them. Like, okay. So I'm at a stop sign. I'm at a stop sign, and I'm and I'm I'm looking. I've looked to the right, and I'm I'm looking to the left, and and like this dude, like in the space of the ten five, half a millisecond, whatever the fuck it was, before I'm about to make this turn, gets up to the same in the same intersection and stops to do Lord knows what. And then I start to go, and then like I feel some resistance on my right side, and I see that I've just knocked over a man in his 50s or so. And then, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, because he was, he just stood up and started cursing at me because I had only like just barely tipped him over, like he was a, uh, some kind of uh, bicycle riding cow, I don't know. Um, but so he just curses me out, and then he's like, just go, just fucking go. And so I do. And I realized a minute after that, that was like per- perhaps peak Berkeley in that moment, because I, a Berkeley driver, and if you don't know, we're notorious for being terrible and not knowing what the fuck we're doing, uh, was in my Prius, <laughs> and a thoughtless bicyclist sidled up to, the, to me, and, and uh, you know, we just crossed paths in the worst possible way. Very Berkeley, I think. Um, <laughs> Have we all, uh, I, I told this joke on Monday, I guess it's prob- we've probably recovered since then from last week's Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, really? Yes, right, exactly. I mean, I, was, I watched that shit twice the night it aired, and then I woke up the next morning, I was still smiling about Bran and, uh, or not Bran, uh, Arya and Brienne sparring. That was my shit. No, I'm not cripplingly alone and in need of companionship, why do you ask? Um, <laughs> you killed it. No, no, totally. Uh, it's just, you know, TV's my life. But... <laughs> But uh, I did love, I super loved that, uh, you know, well, so you guys know Bran now is like, he's not Bran, he's the Three-Eyed Raven. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so he's become like super socially stunted, and he's very blunt, and he's basically acting like he's a species from another planet. All of which is to say, I think it's super cool that HBO has finally introduced a character that's on the spectrum. It's great for representation that we're getting out there on the pay cable channels. Um, <laughs> I've been I've been neglecting my physical health somewhat of late, just uh, 
due to various things. I've woken up the, about the last week or so in a cold sweat. That's probably, that's probably not good. Might be the heat, maybe. Uh, I have a weird rash under one toe, and like if it's that specific, it's probably something that I should get looked at. Um, what else, what else? Oh, oh, um, my back, my back is that going to absolute shit lately because of the aforementioned driving constantly, but, um, oh, and I've been skipping breakfast. I keep skipping breakfast. I know, I, I really shouldn't, but for God's sake, I have better energy until like 1.30 in the afternoon until everything starts to go kind of fuzzy. Answer, you know, answer that, uh, <laughs> solve that mystery science uh but guys i've lost five pounds in the last two weeks so there's not really any reason for me to you know try and patch this shit up until i you know really crash and burn because you know what really matters is leaving a good looking corpse you know how's the real uh um god i've been doing comedy it's gonna be three years this december <laughs> eh, really Really? We, we want to we wanna encourage people to, to be doing this on a regular basis? I'm not sure about that. Uh, no, it's, I'm, I, I love it. I do love it, I, I, for good and for ill. Um, but it does get frustrating. It gets frustrating on a lot of levels, and never more so than when I'm around children. Because children are the most effortlessly funny beings on the planet. They don't know they're being funny. They don't, they usually aren't trying to be funny. They just do shit and it's hilarious. Like the other night I was having dinner with family and my aunt's in town from Germany. So, and she was, she had her phone out and she was making a video and, but she just had the phone lent up against one of her glasses and so we were all like, what, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I never see you guys, so I want to I wanna have a recording of your voices. I want to remember. I want to remember what you guys sound like, because I can remember faces, but, you know, voices I'm not so good with. And she didn't know that there's a voice memo app on your phone, and because I'm a comedian, I know that. So I, I showed her that, and she's like, oh, my God, this is so great. I can, I can do this, this, and that with it. And, and then my cousin just puts his face right up to the phone, and he's like, hi, my name is Rumi, it's my birthday! <laughs> Whew, okay, that was gonna be my go-to for when my jokes bomb, but okay, that's, that's, that's not gonna work. All right, all right. Um, David was talking about songs that reminded me of a song that I like to sing at Mike's of late, just in the spirit of longevity and the hopes that this one goes on for as long as possible. So, this is the mic that never ends. The jokes go on and on, my friends. Some people started hosting it not knowing what it was, and they'll keep right on telling jokes in silence just because this is the mic that never ends. This premise needs some work, my friends. I'm Stephen Massey. Yay, Jim and Massey, yay! Our favorite new anorexic, Stephen Massey, honey. It's called a Luna Bar. You get it? They're 99 cents. They're 99 cents. It's a safe way. You can get a Cliff Bar if you want to feel like a man. But what I'm saying is the white chocolate, the white chocolate macadamia Luna Bar for 99 cents at 11 o'clock in the morning will stop those weird tremors at one in the afternoon when the world starts getting fuzzy and you start smoking weed and you're like hallucinating and it's because you haven't eaten. It's great. That's it's so fun to be have problems with eating food because it's the best. It's the best drug ever. It's fucking with your own constitution. Your next comedian. I think he's here. I don't know. Is Bryce here? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Hey, Bryce. I haven't seen him in a long time. I'm excited to see his material. He gets a big six minutes for you guys, everybody. Bryce Dresden. Thank you. Thank you. Very happy to be back here. I was on sabbatical on assignment somewhere. 
Uh, there's so many mics up here. Could, could I do like two mics at once? Is that not obscene? Three? Three? We got four? No, three would be the max. All right. So yeah, I got all these three mics sticking in my face right now, listeners on radio. Uh, hey, I want to I wanna tell you about the first time I touched a vagina. Uh, I think I have a pretty good story. Uh, I want to hear where other people were. So other people's vaginas. So if you're a lady, you can also. So just just like where you can say your house, your room, wherever. Does does, does anyone remember? Isn't that like kind of like you know when JFK got shot? I remember exactly where I was. Kind of moment. Are you asking when I touched my own physical, vagina like or the physical location? Vagina? Yeah, physical location. Like where when were I you? When I touched another girl's vagina for the first time. Julie Tierney, second grade, underneath the um, it was a playground structure in okay. Sycamore. Where's Sycamore at? Is that New Sycamore, York? Sycamore, Danville, in Danville. Oh, Danville. Yeah. Oh, it was it was a sand pit. Oh, there was that sand is very at the bottom. that is very racy for and Danville. They were like there were Lincoln logs. That is transgressive yeah. in Danville. <laughs> that is you were a rebel in Danville. I touched a vagina. I, I mean that's pretty edgy girl. anywhere, but in Danville, yeah. that is that's good stuff. Did anyone else have a have? I don't need the story. I don't need the the name. I don't need your age. <laughs> Thank you, Pam, for all those details, <laughs> identifying details. No one else? Okay, well, okay, so the first time I touched a uh, woman's vagina, I was 20 years old. I was kind of a late bloomer. And I was floating on an inner tube down the Louisiana bayou. That was, a, it was in the, in the swamp. And uh, I touched it with my toe. <laughs> That's my big toe, specifically. This is a true story, and uh, it was very, very weird. Uh, I, I, my brother lived there at the time. I went down there on vacation. We went tubing down the bayou, as you do. And one of his coworkers was like a thirty-year-old. She was an older woman, for me when I was twenty, and she like purposely like held me back from the rest of the like tube fleet you know so so she like kept like she 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 dragged us so that we were behind everybody and one thing le- i don't know one thing led to another and when you say one thing led to another you're thinking and then we were you know making sweet yeah yeah this guy just did a yeah no my my story is that one thing led to another and i had my toe in her vagina uh, <laughs> and that was, it was, it was weird, and, um, I, I don't quite, it wasn't, like, sexy. I, I wasn't aroused. I, I don't think she was aroused either, but we were just, I was towing her down the bayou for a good, like, 30 minutes, and it was, uh, so she actually... This is, uh, this is strange. Um, she she was she actually was telling me about her, like a friend of hers had got like murdered like six months before, and this was a conversation leading up to the towing, and it was it, it was outside Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge is a, a pretty you know can has rough neighborhoods, and 
That's what I'm saying. This was weird. This was weird. This was re- it was very strange, guys. Uh, I'm trying to work something out of it. Um, but uh, yeah, towing. I was towing her down. That's my first album when it comes out is uh, towing down the bayou. Um, that you need your album name before you make the album. So. Uh, you know, one thing, uh, a lot of people in our country, uh, you know, we thank soldiers for defending our freedom. And, like, I, I, I admire uh, not all people in the military, but I think there are aspects of it that are admirable. But I don't think, we got to stop thanking them for defending our freedom because, like, like, really, like, like, I think War of 1812 was, like, the last time like, we actually, like, we're like, oh, shit, this could be it. So, like, they're not really defending our freedom. But I want to thank them for being willing to defend our freedom. Because I think that's really what we're saying, right? Is that, like, we know they're not defending our freedom directly, but they're willing to defend our freedom. Like, all I'm saying is, like, thanking soldiers for defending our freedom, that would be like, like, if you see, like, a... Uh, a weightlifter, a powerlifter, world's strongest man. You see him, and you're like, you know what? I just want to thank you for lifting that car off my child. You know, like I wanted. That was so brave. Like, like this guy. I'm sure he would lift a car off your child, right? If your child was stuck underneath a car, I have no doubt that a world's strongest man would not hesitate. I mean, first of all, it's just a great opportunity to show off his strength. I mean, I don't think they pass those up. But also, he's saving a child. And I don't think he would hesitate to do that. But, like, just because, like, he would do it, like, it's insane to be like, thank you for doing something that you haven't done. And that's my, that's my, uh, yeah, that's, that's my, my, my uh, I don't know, my military, like, you know, trying to find that middle ground between like not hating the troops, but like criticizing American militaristic culture. So uh, yeah, I hope to have that worked out. All right, thanks guys. Give it up for the troops, Bryce Dresden, yeah! Clap for the troops, everybody, Bryce, yeah! Hell yeah! Working it out, come on back again and again. We missed you, come back, hang out with us here. Uh, your next comedian, boy, it's exciting because he has a show tomorrow that's called Short, Loud, and Opinionated. I don't know if you guys know about this, but it's going to be tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, and it features Rachel Raphael, your next comedian, James Mara, and Alyssa Westerland. They're all under five foot five, so they are short, loud, and opinionated. He also has a show every Wednesday here from 10 to midnight called The Night Space and if you want to buy his book you can do it on Amazon it's called High Time Storytime right now you get to experience the joy and wonderment that this next comedian brings it's Arden thank you Pam for plugging all my shit You're you're the you're just the bi- I'm super high right now. Hey, hey, I- well, what's new? <laughs> <laughs> that that's the other half of short loud and opinionated. Just walked in, Rachel Raphael. Give it up for her. Uh, or don't. Whatever. Uh, 
No, but we're hosting a show tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, you can get tickets on Eventbrite, uh, slo812.eventbrite.com, or you know, just show up and give monies. Uh, but anyway, uh, let me do a set. That would be cool. So I'm super high because uh, I ate an edible, and then I've been sitting here smoking on top of that, so, you know, whatever. Uh, but... I, 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 uh, achievement unlocked the other day, uh, for all you video gamers out there. Uh, I perfectly timed eating an edible and going to therapy oh, so, so that when I left therapy, I just started to get high. Yes. Achievement unlocked. Ah. Uh. So I, I'm trying to do I'm trying to do a clean set in preparation for tomorrow. So um, I like to talk about my penis. I I I have an average size penis. I have a perfectly average penis. It is six inches long, uh, which is not incredibly impressive, right? Uh, I mean, you beat an average, but th- that's it, right? Uh, but I mean, it's not that impressive on someone who's six foot plus tall. But on a guy who's 5'7", well, it looks like you got something to write home about, right? So, yeah. Oh, something, so there's, I, I'm telling you, Pam, there's something to that joke. It's, I'm just, yeah, uh, it's the, perspe- I'm missing perspective. That's what I'm missing. Oh, but, uh, oh, do I really want to do that right now? Oh. Oh, okay. I, I have to back this up. All right. Uh, so I, I talk a lot about sex with my friends and we have no boundaries because I was in a fraternity and that's what you do. You sit around in a circle, smoking cigars, talking about sexual relations you've had with various women who may or may not be your significant other. Uh, so one night we're sitting in a smoking circle and we're talking and my buddy, uh, who will go nameless, is talking about uh, the last time he had anal with his girlfriend, and he got scolded because uh, she turned around in the midst of it as he's getting close to coming, and she says, uh, you better be pulling out because uh, it's bad enough, I gotta be pissing it out, I'm not gonna be shitting it out too. Yeah, I you wanted me to go there. I went there. You asked for it. It it happened. That's on you as much as it is, if not more so, you than me. Uh, cause Elon Musk. Can we all agree he he knows something about the mole people he's not telling us? Can we all agree? You you you, you don't. You're looking at me like some of you like you don't know about the mole the mole people. Well, Elon Musk, he's this mad genius who created Tesla Motors and also Rock, uh, X, SpaceX. SpaceX, yeah, it's the X in the space, uh, and, and some sort of crazy AI he's not telling us about that he fears will destroy humanity, and robots and various other crazy, and batteries, and, you know, this is all very clear indicators that he knows uh, because he just started this drilling company, right? Yeah, it's called the Boring Company. <laughs> Yeah, I sh- yeah, Google that shit. I'm not making that up because uh, I couldn't. I'm not that fucking good. Uh, but yeah, he, the boring company is to dr- drill tunnels under cities. And I'm thinking, no, that's a first strike weapon against the mole people. 
because I yeah, all right. So here's what here's what happened because you guys didn't get the memo. Are are you all living on Myrtle Beach? Is that it? Because that's that's the stronghold of the lizard people and the mole people can't go there, and that's why you get real estate there. Where do the cat people live? Oh, the cat people don't. I, no, no, they're 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 in Saharan Africa. But but no no. You you see the the pro. Yeah, well, the problem is the mole people. So what happened is the mole people were the result of the nuclear underground testing we did in Nevada in the 1950s. We nuked a whole bunch of moles. They irradiated, became four foot tall mole people. Uh, they're hyper intelligent, uh, but uh, they're they they bred like moles, and they're all over the fucking place now. And uh, so when North Korea started their nuclear program after the nuclear arms treaty stopped, you know, it was before. That stopped before uh, the mole people got hyper intelligent, of course. But you know, the uh, uh, the North Koreans started nuking again underground, and the mole people got pissed. So they've been preparing for war ever since 2006. Okay, so they've got advanced mole weapons ready to go. And Elon Musk, he's preparing for contingencies because he's got the first strike weapon with the boring, but he's got the backup because he's going to send rockets to Mars and colonize that shit with the robots. And and the uh, AI driving vehicles, because the robots need to move around, obviously, to get and build the habitat for humanity that we're all going to fly there and get with. And everyone's saying, well, the, the, the North Koreans, their they're nuclear program. I'm like, no, if you strap enough of those things together, you can move mountains into space, I'm telling you. They're hip, because they got the, the warning from the, all of that, that. It's bad translation on all those tapes about North Korea warning about nuking us. It's the mole people, people. All right. Well, Elon Musk out. I have been Arden. Come to my show tomorrow night. It's at 8 p.m. here at Mutiny Radio. It's called Short, Loud, and Opinionated. You've been a wonderful audience. I've been terrifically high. And I'll give it back to your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay, Arden. Yay. And my cat people will murder your mole people and your lizard people. No problem. We have enough cat litter in our bags to just blind all the lizard people. Come on now. All the cat pee I have. Oh, if I can collect that cat pee and make a bomb out of it. Ha <laughs> ha. San Francisco, watch out. I can't wait for the apocalypse because all the cats, I speak cat and baby. Man, I'm going to have an army of babies and cats. You're all fucked. Your next comedian is a hilarious individual. She's one of the co-producers of that show tomorrow night, Short, Loud, and Opinionated. You're going to love her. She's also Short, Loud, and Opinionated. Put your hands together right now for Rachel Raphael. <laughs> I'm going to find a way to bump every single chair as I walk up here. Uh, I'm going to stand on all the court. You really have made this like more of an obstacle course than a stage right now, which I enjoy. Like I didn't, (laughs) which mic are you going to try and take? How many cords can you stand on? Will you bump into 12 things? The answer is yes to all of them. Um, uh, uh, I recently joined uh, WAG, which is Uber for dogs. So I'm trying to get people to pay me to walk their dog because I ha- I need to walk and I like dogs. Um, but like I'm new, so 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 no one wants to hire me as a walker. So so what I'm saying is WAG is like Tinder plus Uber for dogs, but like I'm still getting rejected. <laughs> Dogs are like, you know, like, I don't, I'd like to think maybe it's the dog who's like, I don't like, I don't want you to walk me. Like, I don't think, I don't trust you. Like, (laughs) 
Like, apparently, like, there was a golden doodle in my neighborhood. It was like, eh, I don't get it. Like, so I guess we're keeping that in for tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll find out. We'll find out if this next one's good. Um, so a few weeks ago, I was at my therapist's office, surprise, uh, and um, I was telling her that someone had given me a compliment, and that was very confusing for me, and I don't know how to deal with that. Uh, surprise! No one's surprised about that. And then as I was leaving therapy, uh, she goes, hey, good job on getting compliments. And I like stopped where I was like in the, in the doorway and was like, did you just compliment me on, giving me on getting compliments? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, we can't do that. And I like some sort of like like I don't know like um, I like left my body for a second was just like I can't handle this I don't know what to tell you and then I ran out and uh, the point of this story is um, I think I've like like experienced like like therapy inception. And also, um, the other point of that story is uh, I don't have to, I feel like if I tell that story, I don't have to tell you that I'm Jewish, you just know. Uh, (laughs) So really, I've just found a much longer and more personal way to tell you that I'm Jewish. Uh, Yay, Jews. Um, Yay, Jews. Uh, There will be some at the show. We'll find out if we just want to put them in their own section. No, probably not. Probably not. I've just I've decided it's okay to say like the Jewish section. I've decided that's fine as long as you don't talk about like how many people you can fit there. <laughs> I've decided like having your own section is fine as long as it's very roomy for everybody. <laughs> um, you say oh again very Jewish. My dad's a rabbi. This is this has all been approved. <laughs> well, some of it has. The rest of it he would just be like ah eh, she's kind of a douche. I get it. Um, I have wondered, like, like all these jokes I do about, like, Jewish stuff, like, how my parents feel about it, and, and including my rabbi father, and I don't know if he's just, like, an extra cool rabbi, or is just, like, like, I've known you for 30 years, like, you're my kid, I know you're an asshole, none of this is surprising, and I've asked both my parents uh, which one they think it is, and, and my mom just kind of looked at me and said, eh, it's both, uh, so there you go. Aw, eh, that's all right. Um, I'm the most fun asshole of all the kids, is what I'm going to go with. Uh, or the most entertaining, I don't know. Um, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, keep seeing, we'll keep seeing what happens uh, here. Uh, so I live alone now, but I used to live with five other people, and I was master tenant, and I'm still not over it, and there's a lot of emotional baggage I have to deal with. Um, we were thinking about having a gay guy move in with us, and apparently that was a very scary prospect. And so this one roommate, he had to he had to ask me all these questions about it because I guess one responsibility of a master tenant is apparently walking through someone's homophobia with them. I didn't know I had to do that. I thought I should just tell you where the circuit breaker was. Uh, so, and this guy was from like Modesto or Bakersfield or Fresno, just for context, uh, somewhere where I assume there's like one Jewish family and one Chinese restaurant. That's where I assume he was from. Uh, And so he asked me a question about living with a gay guy. And honestly, I could have never made this up. And I think about a lot of weird things. Again, we've already discussed that I'm in therapy. Uh, So here's what he asked me about the possibility of living with a gay guy that also we all knew. Uh, He said, Rachel, what if he throws a bunch of elaborate dinner parties? I didn't know we were worried about this. Also, what if? I don't, is there a dress code to these dinner parties? If there's a dress code, just save me a plate in the fridge. 
other than that i didn't know we cared i do hope like i would say if if as a society the only thing we're worried about in terms of gay men is that they maybe throw too many elaborate dinner parties i would say like we've come a long way if that's the main david would you would you say that's better okay yeah um uh apparently we're just trying out this new part to see if gay people are offended about this joke uh um uh i don't know uh so yeah so like I would love if there was like a, I also, I want to know more about this, this widespread fear of gay men throwing dinner parties. Um, I would love it to like, like turn on the local news and they're like, next up, is your, is the gay man in your life throwing too many elaborate dinner parties? How to tell if Brad just is really great at like throwing events or is trying to tell you something about his sexuality. Next week, how to talk to your lesbian sister about if she's on like too many intramural softball leagues. Thank you. That's the laugh I've been looking for. And they didn't want to give it to me at the other place, and they were wrong. Uh, uh, so I will end with, he also asked me, like, what if, what if he hears gay sex? And I was like, oh, well, then you're, then you're gay. Is that how men's ears work? If you hear something enough and you're a dude, you will become it. That could explain a lot. Um, will you let me tell, like, the 45 seconds of this? All right, because I know you... So I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I have a very deep voice, so if I bring a guy over, is that not going to sound like gay sex? I don't know. David, like, we probably have the same amount of deep voice. It could sound the same. <laughs> um, uh, and then I just want to do experiments about this. So here's my experiment I want to know. Um, let's say... Uh, I bring two dudes over to my room. Uh, I don't know if you and me, David, are ready for like you and your boyfriend to come to my room, but we'll find out. Let's say I bring two dudes over to my room and they're doing it and I'm just watching, but they're weirdly in a silent movie and can't make any noise. I'm the only one who can make noise and I'm making a lot of noise and we're all wearing top hats. Is that gay sex and can you hear it? That's my question. We don't know. It's 20 gay? 20's gay. Oh, 20's gay. Okay. <laughs> it's retro. Okay. It's Gatsby gay. I like it. Yes. Yeah. Now, does retro gay sound different than like future, than like present gay sex? Is there like a phonogram play? Um, okay. If you like these jokes, you should come to the show I'm producing with Arden called Short, Loud, and Opinionated tomorrow. Um, and as I texted Arden today about the idea that people were actually going to come to the show, guys, I don't think it's going to turn into a garbage fire. And that's the most positive thing I said in the last week. Thank you. Rachel Rubel! Yay! No more garbage fires. That's rad. Uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed your jokes tonight. I did. I did. Your next comedian, man, I enjoy her jokes every time I get the opportunity to see her. Did she just go outside? Is she coming back in? Oh, she's in the bathroom. Did Matthew Banks walk in yet? No, nope, but here she comes. We could have done it. We could have done your exeunt from the bathroom. It would have been so. I should have timed it out better. What a lovely lady you guys have. Um, hey, we have a lot of time at the end. Do you want to do 10? All right. It's like anytime she's around, it's a showcase. Just know that. She's hilarious, and we all get to experience 10 minutes of the wonderful Gabby Pochia. I had started to psych myself up to pee. My body sort of let it go a little bit, you know? It's... 
it's gearing toward it, so this will be fun. Interesting energy, yeah. Um, I don't know, I've been doing a lot of stuff. I was, I saw my best friend and uh, we were both kissing her baby. She was kissing one cheek and I was kissing the other. And, uh, and I looked at her husband and he looked so happy, you know? And, and it made me feel weird, it weirded me out. I felt like we were kissing the only thing that he loves more than his dick, you know? And it's like, it's an extension of his dick, basically. His dick made it. It's the only thing he loves more than his dick. And uh, we're kissing it. And uh, I thought that, like, <laughs> what did I think? I don't know. <laughs> I thought that, like, this is the second time that, uh, that this has happened. Something's not connecting. Okay. I was thinking that uh, that's, like, that's the true thing, that men love their baby more than they love their dick, unless if they don't love their baby, it's because their dick sucks probably. Is, and I think that if we spread that rumor around, we'd have a lot less single mothers. And I think that should be the campaign. Love your child like you love your dick. And uh, otherwise everyone's gonna know about your dick. All right, well, I wasn't planning on, okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> new things, I, I wasn't thinking of anything new. Um, I actually haven't thought of a new joke in a really long time. When's the last time you thought of a new joke? You just did a bunch of jokes, right? Everybody's thinking of new jokes? You guys all do new jokes, yeah? Sometimes? It's weird when you can't think of new jokes, you know? You're like, is the comedy dead? Is it dead? Is that a nightmare you guys wake up with? Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. We're all on the same page. Um, what do rappers and organized religion all have in common? They all think they're the realist. Thank you, thank you. That was a fun one. Um, I love condoms. I love to use condoms like bubble gum. So many great flavors, you know? So many great flavors. Uh, but I'm really adamant about using condoms. This guy didn't want to use them, and he was like, well, I'm allergic to it, you know? And I was just like, I don't give a fuck. You're putting that thing on. Worst case scenario, your dick's gonna swell up bigger than it probably should. No one's mad about that. Thank you. Um, I wish I had anything written down. I also go blank. 10 minutes is too long. Okay, all right, I'm just gonna do jokes. I'm sorry, this is a mic, right? I should do mic stuff, but I don't have any mic stuff. I've been lazy, I'm sorry. Stop looking at me with judgment. <laughs> um, the news, that's fucked, right? Oh, I went to an ecstasy party all weekend. That was really fun. And I felt like Lord of the Flies, but it was ecstasy driven, not like uh, human humanity driven. So it was a happy ending, you know? But it was, like, it was like Lord of the Butterflies. I was just floating around, hugs. Okay, good. Molly, do you guys do Molly? Woo! Too poor, yeah, so I did somebody else's Molly. I did someone else's Molly, yeah, it was fun. I was the entertainment, so they gave me Molly. Um, I, uh, I, um, 
my this guy asked me this one time he was like were you born with that banging body you know and I was I was you know but it was hard like all the other babies were like she's a fucking slut you know like why does she even bother wearing a diaper she's just gonna take it off anyway it's terrible bless you may the Lord bless and keep you Stephen Messiah because I know the devil is within trying to get out that's what that burp was I used to have a joke where I said, um, I said that uh, the farts, my fart smells so bad, I feel like it lets on to what's going on in my heart, you know? <laughs> like it was just, it's evil seeping out and I feel like if people really smelled what was going on, I hide it, I hide it when it gets to like my true feelings, you know? I'm like, sorry guys, I have to take a night off. No one smells the farts that are really me. Do you ever feel like that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? They're good for your heart. The more you eat and fuck your heart. I don't know. <laughs> um, I um, I I don't really read the news. Everybody's all upset about the news all the time. I don't read the news. I have to read MSN news because it's attached to my email account. You know. Um, but that's mostly just like people in Florida killing their spouses and mothers killing their children. And so like everybody's worried about these nukes now and I'm like, yeah, but what if my mom locks me in the car on a hot day? <laughs> yeah, that was good. I thought this was a joke workshop. I thought we were going to no, show up and everybody Monday. was going to yell that, at each other. That's Monday. We that was one of the you. steps to sign up though, right? No, it's it, just a Monday thing. Friday is normal. Yeah. Is it Friday? <laughs> no. You have to give me some of that ecstasy, honey. Yeah, right? <laughs> totally. I feel like I'll never be the same. That's how sensitive I am to drugs. I want to like get a big truck and live somewhere um, dusty, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. I don't floss my teeth. I hate flossing my teeth. And uh, so I have to force myself, like, once a month I'll floss my teeth and then my mouth will bleed for a week. And it's like I get a mouth period, too. It's gross. It's fucked up. It's tangy. Tinny. Hmm. Do you guys masturbate? Yeah, yeah me too. I love to masturbate. But you ever, like, start to masturbate and then your mind will kind of wander and you realize you're just jerking off to your to-do list, right? It makes go fuck yourself hard to check off that list. I like that one. I like that one so much. It's actually not funny. No one ever laughs at it, but I don't care. It's going in, and it's just going to be an awkward moment in every one of my sets from now on. One person will get it. Yeah, one person will be like, totally. That's on my list, too. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well... I uh, I was traveling, I was out of town, and uh, all that crazy shit started happening, all those Nazis were getting punched in Berkeley, remember? And then uh, all those teens stormed the BART train, remember that? That was crazy. And when I came back, I went on a date with this guy, and he had a black eye, and he was like, I was on the train, and I got beat up. And I was like, yeah, right, Nazi, and I punched the shit out of him. <laughs> And I stole his wallet, so it's good to be back. How soon is that going to be outdated? It's already outdated. I told that joke last night, and I heard somebody go, that was so long ago. Oh, it was like a knife in my heart, you know? What can you do? Yeah, hopefully. 
Yeah. Um, today was a day full of shame. You guys ever have comedy shame overs? Of course, we all do. Today was a comedy shame over to me, and it affected my real job. Hmm. That's cool, right? <laughs> What's playing music? Really? Oh, all right, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> um, do real men eat pussy? That's true, yeah. Someone's shirt told me that. I don't know if it's true. I like it, though, when they're going down, you know, and they've got their feet in the air, you know, like a teenage girl on the telephone, right? So vulnerable. How could you not like that? I, uh, I didn't go to college. All my friends went to college, and they feel like the only thing that like, they learned is how easy it is to steal money from young people, you know? Because they were young. Um, but I learned that from selling drugs at a music festival, so I don't like that joke very much, I guess. You didn't either. We're all in agreement. See, same page. We've always been on the same page. We're one, guys and gals and non-conforming, and Jewish people. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for giving me 10 minutes. Give it up for me. Thanks. Giving it up to the tribe at the end like a champion. That's right. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really high. <laughs> And then I, I microdosed a little, so I did I have a little tiny bit of shrooms, but just enough to make me happy, not enough to make me like be all like, I don't know what's going on with my life. I do know that what's going on with my life is the next comedian is going to make us all laugh right now, and it's going to be super fun, because he's here all the way, well, he's not all the way from Mississippi, he lives here, fuck me. Everybody, Matthew Banks, yay! Thanks, Pam. I was I got here just in time. I was recording a podcast. It's a great conversation. We couldn't stop. Anyway. A shame over. I've never heard that. That's a good word. I have a sugar hangover right now. Had a few too many Oreos last night. Yeah, that'll fuck you up real bad. Ever had one of those? You and your donuts? Yeah. It happens. Pam's really high. Shocker. <laughs> uh, I have some new jokes. I hate doing new jokes, but it's part of the process, right? Part of that process. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm from the South. Uh, the Deep South, actually. Uh, I've been here a little while, but sometimes I get homesick, and whenever I get homesick, I'll just look up a bunch of racist jokes. Yeah, uh, it's really disturbing to find out that the only thing that comforts you is racism. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird, man. I don't know, I guess, you know, most people are like, home is where the heart is. Not for me, home is where the hate is. Uh, I guess all I'm saying is, like, if Hitler were to sing me a lullaby, I'd be really conflicted, <laughs> but I'd probably go to sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. <coughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I got here and people always try to tell me how racist Mississippi is, which may or may not be true. I'm not going to argue that. 
but uh, San Francisco's got its problems. Uh, San Francisco's 5% black, in case you didn't know. Uh, it's like, dude, 5%? Like, you've never even given racism a chance, guys. Like, what the fuck, man? No wonder you can prance around saying you're not racist. I think in order to have racism, you have to have races. Isn't that the number one component there? The white guilt is ripe here, dude. Holy fuck. Have you seen the guilt on these people? You know why they're guilty? It's because they're fucking guilty is why. Yep. Dude, 8%. 8% of NASCAR fans are black. Fucking NASCAR, dude. That means there's a higher percentage of black dudes sitting in a lawn chair with a John Deere hat on fucking mourning the death of Dale Earnhardt than there are in San Francisco. And uh, Mississippi's racist? Yeah, go fuck yourself. How about that? It's funny. I did that joke. I've done that joke two different times, and a black guy has come up to me afterwards and said, yeah, dude, I'm a NASCAR fan. <laughs> I swear. Twice. It happened last or happened Wednesday night at Iron and Gold. Oh, made me feel so good. <clears throat> so uh, a couple days ago, I walked in on my ex-girlfriend fucking her new girlfriend. Yeah, that was a that was a real bear. I felt uh, I felt like any man would have felt. I was I was pretty fucking angry. Uh, I felt betrayed, but I was really horny <laughs> um, seeing something like that. You know how hard it is to jerk off when you're crying? I <laughs> uh, guess at least you've got some lube, right? Uh, whatever. That was a tag that didn't work. Um, yeah, I was on Instagram the other day. Have you seen these new life coaches? It's like a real thing now. It's a big thing. Instead of a therapist, you just become a life coach. So it means you're kind of a therapist with no training. And I was watching, I was reading this Instagram post and this lady, she wrote, uh, today I'm just going to practice loving myself. Hashtag self-love. I was like, self-love? It's like, why the fuck would I love myself? Like, I don't want to be friends with the enemy. Uh, like, come on, dude. If I'm not mistaken, uh, these... These tits are self-inflicted. <laughs> um, couldn't put down the ho-hos. Uh, yeah, the debt I've got, self-imposed crisis. Uh, I don't think that's got anything to do with anyone else. Mm. Yeah, and you don't, you're not like nice. I mean, I'm way too nice to people I love. I don't want to treat myself like my grandma would treat me. My grandma would never make me eat a salad and go on a budget. <laughs> she fucking gives me delicious pie and fucking birthday cards full of cash. <laughs> Why would I? Self-love? What the fuck, dude? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. That finally came out right. That's the first time this ever happened. Hmm. Intuitive, intuitive. I had some more jokes that I wanted to try. Uh, yeah, one thing weird. No one believes in God here. You do? Fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Got another believer in here? Yes! 
I mean, I don't believe in Jesus, I'm, but there's something. I mean, come on. <laughs> All these, like, really smart people, like, I'm too smart for God. I run the universe, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. You can fucking judge me while I'm banging all my virgins in heaven. <laughs> yeah. I just choose whatever heaven has the best, or whatever religion has the best heaven. That's, that's my philosophy, and I practice it devoutly. No. I'm not an Islamophobe, dude. They're fucking heaven. Sounds great. <laughs> Fly up. Never mind. That would have been bad. Uh, oh, my doctor told me I was fat. He's a fucker, dude. He's not from here. He believes in shaming. Uh, so do I. Uh, so look, you got to do something. You got to like eat right. Start going to the gym. Or just accept being fat for the rest of your life. I was just like, this motherfucker's a genius, dude. Like, all I got to do is accept it? That's fucking great. I don't have to do shit. Eat whatever the fuck I want. Ugh. Yeah, man. It's crazy. I lost 45 pounds is what the motherfucker didn't know. Yeah. Can finally see my dick again. Yep. I look down and realize why I got fat in the first place. <laughs> yeah. He laughed too hard. He, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know the whole shame thing. It's like not supposed to shame people, you know? I'm not f saying we should offend people, but shouldn't fucking just lie to people all the time. You know? I'm an alcoholic. I've been sober for ten and a half years. I have, uh... You know how I got sober? Shame. <laughs> Shame is a good thing. Uh, what else? Oh, I am uh, just got back from a wedding. My Maybe my least favorite thing in the entire world. I don't think it's just the wedding itself. It's just the, the whole fact that you have to socialize with people. I'm not very good at it. I'm good with four to five, maybe six people. After that, fuck that, dude. I have no interest. You know, and I and I'm horrible remembering people's names, you know, I always remember their faces. But I'm pretty sure the people that are really good with names are also good with faces. I don't think people are going around, "Man, her name is Amber, but I just can't remember what the fuck she looks like." <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. Um <laughs> Faces are pretty fucking easy to remember. Um, so, yeah, I'm from Mississippi, and uh, I don't appreciate the stereotypes because I've never fucked one of my cousins. Uh, it's not for lack of trying, though. Boy, my cousin is hot as fuck, dude. Yeah, dude, she's got all of her teeth. She, uh, she keeps them in an Altoid box. Uh, the console of her tractor. Uh, she's adorable, man. She's a real peach, fuzzy, but uh, <laughs> juicy and delicious. Uh, yeah, dude, she's a great cook, too. Her meth is oh, fucking unbelievable. Anyway, you guys have been a lot of fun. Have a good night. Matthew Banks.
our favorite cousin fucker. Yay. He has fun jokes about his family if you listen to him over time with us here. Uh, hey, I have new jokes, so I'm just going to run around and do them. Everybody clap for me. Yay. Yeah. Meow, meow, walk a dog. Don't, mur- well, murder that dog. As for me and the cat people, we say, kill that dog. <laughs> just kidding. I'm sure that it's better than all the cats. They just, it's too dumb. Uh, anyways, I have new jokes. Yay. Um, okay, so this is a weird concept and I'm working on it. Uh, and I think that not only can I save the vegans, I can make a lot of money in the process. And I can also help a lot of girls lose that freshman 15. I've recently learned that you don't have to have a baby to lactate. So I never plan on having a baby because I don't plan on using this machinery in that way because I don't ever want to be fat. Yay, I just hung out with my friend today and it was so great. She has the most amazing eight-month-old child but she has gained like 120 pounds. And she keeps me like, I'm fat, I'm fat. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, ah, like I can't. I'm like, I, ah, I don't know what to tell you. I, ah, and they're like, and people with the baby, I hang out with people. I get paid to hang out with people's babies and they hand me the babies and I'm hanging with the babies and I walk around with the babies and people think they're my baby. I'm like, not my baby. No, And they're like, couldn't be your baby. You're too. And I'm like, I know. But then the mom's coming. And then the child doesn't want to go. And it's like, I love you. And it, but it doesn't talk yet. And then the moms and then they're like, oh, we're fat. We're There's a huge weird concept that happens between skinny nannies uh, and they're the moms they hang out with. It's not fair. I mean, it's just, if you get paid $20 an hour to be nice to a baby, of course the baby's going to love you. Like, duh. Like, if, you, if the baby doesn't love you, you're a bad nanny. Okay, that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is forcing myself to lactate so I can save the vegans. So vegans will breastfeed their own children, yeah? but they will not eat goat milk. Now I understand it. You can't ask consent from a goat. But I can ask consent from women to pump and dump all their boob cheese. Now people go, oh, weird. Boob milk, sweet and tastes weird. And I'm like, yeah, and I won't drink sheep milk or goat milk, but fuck if I don't love feta cheese, and that's all sheep milk, right? Fucking goat cheese, give it to me in any form you can, like soft and weird, so put it in some panko crumbs and put it on a salad. I don't give a fuck, just give me goat cheese. Put it in the gouda or the howda if you're from like Amsterdam or shit like that. Whatever, give me the cheese. So what I'm saying is that vegans eat cashew cheese. I know, that's, it is a horror. If you can hear the sound in the background, that's what cashew cheese makes me think of. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It's not cheese. They put it in tortillas and they're like, oh, look, it's vegan cheese. Gracias, Madres, making all that fucking money. Eight ninety five for a fucking one enchilada with cashew cheese. Fuck you, it's not cheese. But what I say, we can make vegan cheese. They breast milk their children. We take the breast milk. We put it into a cheese. It melts so well because it's made with real animal fat. Am I, I'm, I'm ahead of my time. I'm the Elon Musk of like fucking home economics. I'm like the Martha Stewart before Martha Stewart. She would do it. I actually have this really great 
my I only have one lesbian dream. Okay, two. But one of them <laughs> is that it's me and Martha Stewart and we're in her barn with her Clydesdales and like and her dogs are sort of leaping around Chin Chin and Papa. She has all of these chow chows. And um so we're like so I I scrape my own vaginal yeast and I make it into a bread dough and I make these cinnamon buns for breakfast and we eat them together and I feed them to her and she's eating them. She's like, oh and like we get all yeah and we're doing our thing and then this confetti comes from the ceiling and then sorry it's very weird <laughs> it happens in like the, Martha has like 12 homes but this particular one isn't in her Hampton estate it's like it's in North Hampshire it's like in the it's in the New Hampshire not the Ham what are they called the Hamptons it's not in the Hamptons because she lives next door in the Hamptons to uh, in between Snoop Dogg and um, P Diddy <laughs> Isn't that fun? Like, when you, I want to go there. When do I get to go? So, here's the other thing about the breast milk cheese is if I can force myself to lactate and I smoke so much weed, I'm going to make cheese out of my own breast milk and it's going to be TH cheese. There's going to be people who can get high. I can't believe I haven't been using my own body as a machine for this long. Like, my friend just gave me a breast pump. I'm going to start. You can do this. You can. I'm going to pus. Because you know what? I can eat an extra 400 calories a day. No, this is the best. I used to be like an eating disorder person, and now I'm like, ah! I can like revolutionize eating disorders for all the children in the future. You just have to start making yourself lactate, but don't have a baby. None of that fat shit. Make yourself lactate. You can eat an extra 400 calories. You can, you can eat yourself. Like, isn't that, like, could you do that? I've always wondered, like, if you make your own cheese and you eat it, can you stay alive and for how long? But you'd have to be eating other things to make yourself make the milk to make the cheese. <sighs> I'm sorry, I feel like, I feel like Elon Musk right now. I feel like, I want to be in a think tank. When do I get to be in a think tank? Where's my think tank? I want to, I got to get, I got to get Indonesian women because it's going to be free trade breast milk. No, it's going to be the same price. The, the fucking bitches at UCSD that don't want to gain the freshman 15, I'm going to pay the same for their lactated milk as the women from Indonesia. So it, it can have a really good like lemongrass flavor, you know? And then like the UCSD girls is going to be kind of tequila and a lot of natty light or whatever. We're going to figure it out and get all the breast milk. I'm going to be tasting all the cheeses. This is a crazy idea, but I'm totally on board. I feel like <laughs> who wants to give me money for this idea can I can I go fund me this I'm like I need breast milk I need breast milk my shark tank it well so no that's just my comedy career trying to take shape <laughs> go to shark tank with my breast milk cheer I <laughs> wouldn't it be great it could be real honestly you can my friend just gave me a breast pump I'm gonna make myself make when I start lactating Oh, yeah, then I know it's real. Whew. Okay, so that's the new thing I'm working on with that. Um, and then winning the science fair, I don't need to talk about that. Because if I obviously can make breast milk beer cheese, I obviously win the fucking science fair. Hey, Jeremy, you showed up just in time. Okay. Do you want to set? Yeah, hey, everybody. I just did jokes. We have another comedian right now. Everybody, put your hands together for Jeremy Atkins. Yeah. All right. I, uh... Well, hello, everyone. How's everyone's Friday? Going well? I uh, phone, I got a phone call earlier from a friend of mine just heard I was get, I'd gotten divorced. And I was like, yeah, that was like two years ago. 
He was like, oh, well, you know, I'm always a little late on stuff. I mean, this is the same friend who called me after I hadn't talked to him in two years. And the phone call basically went, I was like, hey, man, how's it going? He's, oh, it's going pretty good. Could you serve a restraining order for me? I was like, dude, it's been two years. Maybe start with, hey, could you give me a ride? Let's start slow. I, uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's not unusual for my friends to give, to, to fuck, you know, fuck with me a little, but not try to. They just want to ask me for favors because they know I'll do stuff. I got a text, hey, my dog is dying. Can you come help me put her down? Yeah, no, that's the speed of my life. I, uh, my friends don't text me, hey, we ordered the fights. We got some pizza. We did forget the beer. Could you bring some? Watch the fights with, yeah, no. Like, I'm not sure if my, uh, you know, on a Sunday, if I had the type of friends who were sitting around at brunch and they decided they wanted to bake and they called me up and they're like, hey, Jeremy, do you got a cake pan? Would you like to help us bake a bunt cake? I don't know what the fuck I would say to that. Like, I, fuck you. I think that's the response. Like, but I am very, very aware of how to respond to a phone call at 3 a.m. when you answer the phone. And the guy on the other end isn't saying, he's, cause you hear, hey, just try the trunk. Oh, hey, dude, what's up? Uh, you got a shovel? Do you want to help us bury a body? Like that I get, I get that. I know, I know my role in life. I, uh, I was one inst once introduced by a friend at a show. He said, this next comic's going to need a lot of laughs because I'm pretty sure he's going back to prison next week. And uh, I even got out of my seat. And this woman looks around and she goes, oh, there he is right there. Like we were playing a game of uh, Where's Waldo, the convict edition. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so my friend calls me up. And he's like, hey, I heard you got divorced. I was like, yeah, you're an asshole. What about it? He goes, well, you know, I, I commiserate with you. I got divorced. It was brutal. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I never thought I'd get married, Jeremy. But I figured the woman I found that would marry me, she would be the love of my life. You know, till death do us part. It would be amazing. Then I got divorced and it destroyed me. I know how you feel. It's like, you have no fucking clue. You are so wrong. It's amazing. Because basically, like for full disclosure, I should have asked my wife. I should have said, well, let's put it this way. I never thought I'd get married either, but I knew there'd be a divorce involved. Like, I should have asked my wife, I should have said, hey, uh, you want to marry me so you can divorce me angrily later? Like, like this is, comes from when I got divorced, I decided, you know, good idea, I'll live with my ex for a year. Yeah, like, that's how you know you live in the Bay Area where house prices are so fucked up, housing is so out of control, you're willing to live with someone who hates your guts and tells you randomly, or you can move to Tracy, you know? Like cross paths with the, her in the hallway and she looks at you and says, you know why you're an asshole today? Because I didn't do the dishes? No, you broke my fucking heart and stomps off. It's basically, it's that or Stockton. So I take the 20 minute beating instead of the two hour beating each way. I, uh, but you know, it's cool. It's, uh, so I want to fuck with this a little bit. I want to try something really quick. So I was, uh, I was trying to explain this to a friend of mine because divorced people, even if the divorce is good, they're a little like people who believe in aliens. You try to tell people your story and they just kind of go, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, man. Okay, yeah. Fucking crazy. What the fuck is... Yeah, no, no, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, you should call her in the morning. Right? right? Now, somebody, a divorce with a bad, a bad divorce... That's pretty much like a guy who's been abducted by aliens. 
Let me explain it like this. If I walked outside and I got abducted by an alien, they took me up in the ship, they showed me the world and the universe and all that, and they brought me back, even if I stole the guy's fucking ID, his driver's license, and I showed it to people, they wouldn't believe me. Most of the world would go, oh, well, you've totally lost your fucking mind. Great. Keep talking because it's entertaining. However, no one believes you. However, the people who have been abducted by aliens, they look right at you and they go, see, I told you, you motherfucker. You know, that's basically a bad divorce. People, you know, I used to make fun. Now it's karma. Well, it's, it's American karma where, you know, you do something bad and like somebody else gets their fingers chopped off. I will leave you with this. I will leave you with this. This is by and far my, one of my favorite jokes. It might actually be the, I don't even know it's a joke. Let's find out. But it's one of the first things I ever wrote. I still love it. Dating this woman. And she came to me and she said, you know, I really trust you. And I thought, wow, that is the fastest anyone has shown me how dysfunctional their childhood is. However, I should listen, because I would like to hear this. And uh, she said, you know, there's something I've always wanted to try with a man, and I think you're the guy. And I said, well, if we're going to go down this road, you might want to think about this first. Anal is like John Coltrane. You either dig those crazy riffs or you do not. And no matter how much Louvre sweet talk I use, it ain't going to make it any smoother. Speaking of smooth, I believe it's your turn, Pam. And whoever's coming next, thank you. That was a lot of fun. Jeremy Adkins making the rough smooth again. So smooth. This has been uh, the happy hour. Thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight. It was a really fun happy hour. Thanks to all the comedians who joined us. Stay with us. Coming up at 8 o'clock is Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. And it's a special night tonight. It's the dirt bags of comedy. So it's going to be really gross and awesome. Yeah, if you're offended, don't come. Uh, but please do, if you have a sense of humor. We'll see you guys at 8 o'clock. But night, but night. Look at that. I... Uh, good night. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs>
need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. San Francisco, if you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you most.
mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Anything you try has already been done before, and there's nothing really you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad elephant, see? Look like on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Listen to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight. Alright folks, as you know... I as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday... Every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on MutinyRadio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to JohnStraussLaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great, because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business. It's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? 
We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> okay, said Deputy Jeff- Jeffries. Did you want to come and meet me over at the station on Younger? Yes, said Hector. I can come there right now. Okay, fantastic, said Deputy Jeffries. See you then. Six o'clock, yeah, and um, it's gonna be. Uh, I, I got just a good feeling about this. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante 